You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and we have got plenty to discuss on this Friday afternoon. Now, I've got to admit, this news that has just broken with regards to Granite Xhaka, which we're going to discuss in detail on this very edition, has caught me off guard and has thrown all my podcast preparation this morning completely out of the window. I sat down this morning. Um, I went through multiple reports re- with regards to the interest or the alleged interest in Leon's Bruno Gimaraish. I went through uh, a lot of what he did last season, looked at him in really great detail, watched some clips, downloaded a load of statistics, all of which I was going to reel off to you uh, during this show so that you guys could get, if you don't know, a bit of a better understanding about Bruno Gimaraish, who he is, what he is and why Arsenal are supposedly interested in him. And bang, 10 minutes before we're scheduled to go live, up pops a notification from The Athletic, from the wonderful Amy Lawrence, claiming that Arsenal are set to offer Granite Xhaka a new contract. So we've got to start there because that is big, big news. And it's news that has evidently pissed off a lot of Arsenal fans. You only have to scroll through Twitter for five or six minutes to get a feeling of how people are kind of reacting to this news. Now, Granite Xhaka looked set to join Roma. And while that possibility hasn't completely disappeared just yet, it's been said this morning that Arsenal are now looking to offer the player a new deal. Now, for ages, I've been saying that although I think Granite Xhaka has come to the end of his Arsenal career in the sense of he's at a crossroads now, the fans don't like him. And I'm talking generally speaking, I've got no issue with Granite Xhaka, as you guys will know. In fact, you call me a Granite Xhaka lover most days, but I've got no issue with him. But the majority of the fan base seemingly wants to see the back of him. They want to see him gone. And so time and time again, I've said that Granite Xhaka's Arsenal journey has probably come to its end and it's time to move him on, not just for the club's sake, but for his sake and so that everybody can just kind of put the whole incident that occurred a couple of years ago now behind them and go forward, move forward. And it looked as though that was going to happen. It looked as though he was headed for Roma. But equally, right, we've always said, and I think a lot of you have agreed with this in the chat box, that while it's probably time for Granit Xhaka to move on and we should probably be looking at a different option, it was going to cost us more than we were going to get in for Granit Xhaka to upgrade on him. And it was going to cost us quite a bit more, maybe even double, maybe even around the £40 million mark. Remember, Roma were not willing to stretch to Arsenal's asking price, which was around about £20 million. And that's not a major amount of money for a player who's in his peak years, has just had a really good season. And off the back of that, in my opinion, a really good European championship. So that seemed like a reasonable asking price to me. However, up until this point, Roma have not been willing to meet that asking price. Is it an unwillingness on Roma's part or is it that they can't do it? That we don't really know. I'm not close enough uh, to what's going on at Roma to give you any kind of steer on that. But what I can say is that this has been rumbling on for a while now 
And if Roma haven't been willing to budge up until now, then there is a chance that they're not going to budge at all. I've maintained that I thought that this deal might go through um, towards the back end of the window. But that was because I thought that Arsenal were were quite willing to move him on and that Arsenal had made their minds up and that Arsenal were ready um, to move Granit Xhaka on. No questions asked. Um, you know, it had it, it been kind of widely accepted among everybody at the football club that it was time to move him on. Um, but this is what the report says uh, from the brilliant Amy Lawrence. Now, it is on The Athletic. I know The Athletic is behind the paywall. So I'll just give you guys the gist of uh, what it says. And Amy Lawrence says the following. Perhaps after everything, Jose Mourinho and Roma turns out to be nothing more than a red herring. Arsenal are preparing to offer Granit Xhaka a new contract this summer, which would extend the Swiss captain's time at the club beyond the emotionally charged five years he has spent at the heart of midfield. He's 28 years old and she says, as as I've just said, that his stock has really spiked uh, after a really good European championship. And while Arsenal gave consideration to a sale, uh, because there's not been a bid of, uh, of a sufficient amount, and, and with Arsenal balancing up what it's going to cost to replace him and replace the qualities that he brings both on and off the pitch, um, Arsenal have come around to the idea that retaining him might be a good solution uh, during this transfer window. Now, of course, there's no guarantee that Granit Xhaka is going to sign that contract. There's no guarantee that Granit Xhaka wants to stay. I think we all uh, probably have got a bit of an understanding of where his head's at throughout this summer. Some of the comments he's made, some of the... Um, you know, some of the hints he's dropped have suggested that he would prefer to leave the club. Now, his current deal runs until 2023. So there's still two years remaining on it. Um, but, you know, Arsenal don't want to go into a place where he's kept for another season and then he's only got one year left on his deal. And then we get into that position. We've been in so many times over the years with a player who is on his way or who wants to go and we kind of lose out, miss out on the opportunity to secure some finance uh, alongside his departure. So I think Arsenal here um, may only see Granit Xhaka as a solution for the next season or two, but I'll probably look into protect the value in in offering him a new contract. Now, a lot of people are kind of outraged about this, and I'm going to come to some of your comments in just a moment because there are loads and loads of comments. There's lots of reaction to this news about Granit Xhaka. But this is where I stand on it. It is going to cost a fortune, probably in excess of 40 million, to replace someone even like for like with Granit Xhaka, in my opinion. I do think Granit Xhaka had a good season last season, but having seemingly come so close to leaving the club, having dropped the hints that he's dropped, I think it was it's even more difficult for him now to get his head down and play and perform in an Arsenal shirt without having that extra scrutiny on him. Now, Granit Xhaka has always had that additional scrutiny, but now it will get even worse, uh, especially after he's kind of hinted and, you know, indicated that, that Roma is where he wants to be. Now, the other side of this and the flip side of this, and I think this is something that you need to think about as fans and you need to be quite conscious of and wary of is, We've been crying, moaning and bitching all summer about the fact that Arsenal aren't able to get the money that they want for their players and that we've become pushovers, that we're allowing clubs to come in, essentially take the piss with their offers uh, on some of our big, big players or some of our important players or some of our most, what we thought was our most valuable players. And they're taking liberties and 
out of desperation to get rid of them, we are caving in and we're allowing these players to go off and join these clubs in cut price deals. A part of me is pleased that Arsenal have put their foot down here and said to Roma, this is our asking price. Take it or leave it. It shows that Arsenal aren't a soft touch. It shows that Arsenal are working to try and change that perception that everybody has of us. And we've been talking about this with Tom Canton on a couple of recent shows from the Guna Talk. We did one on his channel. We did one here as well. And we talked about Arsenal needing to change that perception of themselves in the eyes of other clubs. Not being a pushover is really, really important in the transfer market. And Arsenal have been at times with some of these players. So that's the the side of it where I think you've got to give Arsenal some credit. Um, you know, looking at him and, and saying, well, he is valuable to the team. And just because he's indicated that he wants to go and just because Roma are interested, it doesn't mean that we as Arsenal Football Club should accept anything less than what we believe to be his market value. And I kind of agree with that. In fact, I do agree with that. Um, I wasn't against the idea of him going because as I've talked about before, I think he's, that, he's at that point in his career where he probably needs a move. We need him to probably move on as well. But he is an important player. I thought he was very good last season overall. And I think that if we can't find the right player to come in and replace him right now, then why are we letting him go and risking leaving ourselves incredibly short um, in, in a really, really important area of the pitch? So... <laughs> As uh, I think uh, someone explained it in the chat, here it is, uh, Melon said it in the chat, I don't hate this news. That's exactly how I feel as well. I'd have preferred for Arsenal to move on from Granit Xhaka to go and get someone that probably fits the bill a little bit better and brings a little bit more progression and brings a, a bit more mobility in the midfield. But equally, I'm not upset by this. I'm not frustrated. I'm not angry like I know some of you guys are. Let's get some of your reaction in the chat box. Get your comments in on this news regarding Granit Xhaka and the fact that Arsenal looks set to offer uh, Granit Xhaka a new contract. Now, Daruv makes a really interesting point. He says, I think this is a tactic by the club to make sure Roma pay up. That's an interesting way of looking at it. And um, you might not be wrong there. Uh, you know, Arsenal, as I say, digging their heels in with regards to the price and rightly bloody so. So, um, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good point, Daru. It could be the case. Marble Halls TV says, I know you like Jacka Harry, but he's not the right profile for us. This may be simplistic, but we should copy the way Switzerland play to get the best from him. I get what you're saying, mate, but the, the, the issue with that is, is he that good that he's worth changing your whole system for? I don't think so. I think we made a couple of tweaks under Mikel Arteta that have seen him improve, that have seen him less exposed and and his weaknesses less kind of, um, yeah, less exposed and his weaknesses are less obvious, I think, in Mikel Arteta's side because of the way the team is set up around him. But I'm not sure that he's that good that you go, let me change my system to accommodate him. That's where I am on that. Um, Matt G says, I appreciate the need to change the perception of this club. I just don't think Xhaka is the player that Arsenal should take this stance with. Uh, Tom Hickey says, in the normal course of things, I'm happy for a guy who wants to leave to go, but it should always be at the club's value. Kind of nice to see them playing hardball. Yeah, that's that's how I feel on it as well. 
Uh, Mickey Cartel says, anybody else? I would say don't sell for that price. We don't need Xhaka in the squad. He's toxic. This can't be real. I've got to, I've got to fight back on that toxic comment, um, mate, because I don't think he is toxic. I think the fans have portrayed him to be this toxic influence and a player that is, um, you know, some kind of bad influence in the dressing room. Actually, if you speak to anyone at Arsenal and anyone within Arsenal, they'll all tell you the exact opposite, that despite all the problems Granite Xhaka has had at Arsenal up until now, that despite all the issues he's had with certain sections of the fan base, he's always remained really, really committed. He's always given his, his 100%, even if that 100% hasn't always been good enough. Yeah, there have been a couple of petulant moments. You know, there have been moments of grabbing people by the throat, lashing out, uh, making stupid fouls. But we've seen other players do that as well. And it just seems to get magnified when it's Granite Xhaka. As, again, look, I, I'd kind of got my head around the idea of him moving and the fact that we probably needed to look elsewhere. And I've been saying that that central midfield position would have been the priority for me this summer on the premise that Granite Xhaka was going to leave. If he isn't going to leave, then fine, you know, we can start to look in other areas and start to maybe consider spending a larger proportion of the budget in those positions. But I don't think he's toxic. I think that's unfair. I think he always gives his all. And I think he's a very, very good leader, even if he doesn't always lead by example. Um, he's got all the right attributes in terms of his vocal. He's got the respect of the people and he do. Um, he does have the trust and the respect of his teammates. And I guess they're the best positioned people to tell you what Granit Xhaka is like behind the scenes. I think if there was any indication that he was bad behind the scenes, people wouldn't speak so highly of him. The manager, the the, the players, his colleagues, the coaching staff, everybody um, is, um, is massive on him. Uh, Vishal says, we're finally showing some marbles in the market. We have no obligation to take the short end of the stick by letting Xhaka go for a cut price deal. Roma either come in with the right bid or he stays. Yeah, and I think that's the stance that Arsenal Football Club are taking as well. Uh, let's say a big hello uh, to Judef32, who's just signed up to become a member of the channel. Thank you so, so much, mate. Really, really appreciate it. If you wish to become a member of the Chronicles of Aguna and support me to bring you more Arsenal and football-related content, we've got a video dropping this evening with some information about how we're taking the channel forward into the new season. So make sure you turn your notifications on for that. Uh, just a quick reminder, while we're on a natural pause, this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to manscaped.com. Check out the Lawnmower 4.0 in particular. Fantastic product. Anti-cut technology. What more do you want when you're dealing uh, with your foliage down below? Get involved. Manscaped.com. Use our discount code, which is 90min20, and you will receive 20% off of your total order as well as free worldwide shipping. Stand to save yourself a lot of money. And we thank them, of course, for their very, very kind sponsorship. Right, let's go back over uh, to the chat. Uh, Dwight Cunningham says, Harry, based on all that went on and his declarations about his teammates, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, Neil D'Souza says, taking a hit on a sale who has no demand is better than settling for an average player. Um, Yves Bissouma or Neves or Bruno will all make us better. We're going to talk. come on to talk about Bruno in a little bit. Um, Swabstar says, Harry, question, why would accepting a new contract benefit the player in this situation? I don't think it really does benefit the player um, because he's clearly not 100% happy here. So I think him accepting a contract only benefits Arsenal because 
they will feel like they can buy themselves some time with regards to bringing in that central midfield replacement, but then also protect the sell-on value by having him signed up on that long-term contract. If Arsenal are, let's say, kicking the can down the road with regards to bringing in another midfielder for one more season, that's all well and good. But Granit Xhaka, who we value now at 20 million with uh, two years on his contract, isn't going to be worth 20 million in a year's time with just one year on his contract. So it's all about protecting the value from the club's perspective. Uh, Billy Boy says, this is what a big club does. We can't get the price we want. So we extend to preserve his value. He had a fantastic Euros and any other player's value would skyrocket. Um, what else uh, have we got here? Melchi says, we finally saw him playing at a better capacity and I'm happy. Uh, Alex McCarthy, one of our members, says this uh, slightly contradictory by Arsenal. Why attempt to sign Guimaraes when he's a replacement for Xhaka? Can see Xhaka leaving come the final week of the window. Now, Bruno Guimaraes has been linked with Arsenal, but we don't know that there's actually been an approach to sign him. We know that there's been inquiries, but there have been inquiries about a number of uh, potential targets this summer. So I wouldn't get too caught up on uh, on that sort of um, attempt to get Gimaraes in. It isn't concrete. It isn't set in stone just yet. So I'd hold fire on that. But we're going to talk about Bruno Gimaraes in a little bit. Um, let's see what else we've got. Marble Halls TV says, he, and, and this is fair play to Marble Halls TV because he's not a big Granit Xhaka fan, but he says the players respect him apparently. But after that Palace thing, his captaincy was untenable after that. Yeah, agreed. And that's why he's not the captain now, because when I look at that team and I look at some of the players that were on that pitch and I look at Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, for example, who is the captain, you can't say that he's more of a captain than Granit Xhaka, no matter what you think about the two players. Granit Xhaka is clearly more of a leader, clearly more of a loud voice in the dressing room. And, um, you know, I think is is clearly more captain material than Aubameyang is. But as you say, what happened in that game against Crystal Palace has left a sour taste in the mouths of many, many Arsenal fans, some of whom just can't get over it even now, a couple of years down the line. Um, and, and so the captaincy was absolutely untenable for sure. Sydney Kay says, uh, I'm totally for this news as long as we still bring in midfield reinforcements. Xhaka, Laconga, Partey, Elneny and Bruno Guimaraes sound rather exciting. Um, Annette Rose says, Xhaka is exactly why Arsenal have not been to Champions League for a while. I watch every single game. He is no good. Again, I've got to defend the guy because he's not the sole reason, is he? that Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League. There's 11 players on the park. And yes, Granit Xhaka has made some mistakes along the way. But this is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that, forget the captaincy being untenable, Granit Xhaka's place at Arsenal is untenable because there are people who literally blame him for everything that's gone wrong at the football club in recent seasons. And you're entitled to your opinion and fair enough. But in my opinion, that is completely off the mark. And it's it's completely unfair. And actually, if you think that just replacing Granit Xhaka is going to turn Arsenal into this uh, world-beating outfit, then I think you're being a little bit unrealistic. Um, Zeb uh, says, always naturally more excited by new signings. But realistically, I'm perfectly happy with Xhaka staying. Uh, Neil D'Souza says, we took a hit on Ozil, Mustafi and uh, Socrates. Why a soft spot for Xhaka? Um 
because Ozil was actually a problem behind the scenes from what we we've been led to believe you know Mustafi was another one that has been rumored to be a problem I don't think Socrates was a problem I, I read someone I can't remember who it was someone quite her profile tweeted something yesterday saying that it was glad that um we'd got those players off the books and I and I was going to reply saying I don't think that Socrates was actually an issue in terms of his attitude and professionalism but anyway um you know, that's another story for another day. Uh, SFT says, Xhaka is a leader in our team. Why would you want him to leave? Um, Intriago says, even if Xhaka stays, we still need to sign a new midfielder. Yeah, I think we probably do. Um, you know, we've lost Danny Ceballos, of course. And I think we do need to bring in another midfielder. But I think that means then we can bring someone in in a similar profile to Albert Laconga, who we might see as someone who can fill in from time to time, but has the potential and with Granit Xhaka there, has the time and space to develop. Whereas if Granit Xhaka left, you were looking at someone coming in to partner Thomas Partey straight away. So uh, I think that's the difference there. Uh, let's pick out a couple more of your comments, and then we'll move on to the Bruno Gimaraes stuff. Um, Vishal says, uh, Harry, our midfielders look toothless without Xhaka. I want him to leave because his head is not in it, but I won't be gutted if he doesn't leave. That's exactly how I feel, that it's probably time for him to move on. And if he moves on, I'd be okay with that. But that's on the premise that Arsenal go and replace him with someone ready, as I say, to slot in alongside Thomas Partey tomorrow. Not someone that's going to develop in the next year or so, someone that's ready now. Um, I do think the midfield looked significantly weaker without Granit Xhaka in it last season. I thought one of Mikel Arteta's big mistakes was, especially in the Europa League, when he... Um, when he moved Xhaka to left-back because uh, of the absence of Kieran Tierney, it wasn't even that he'd put Xhaka at left-back and that Xhaka was so bad at left-back. For me, the big problem was that we were missing our key midfield player because he'd done that. And we had essentially weakened two positions uh, in taking that decision. So, um, yeah, I think that we, we do look a weaker side without him in midfield. If we go and bring in someone better, then obviously that changes. But we haven't as as things stand at the moment. Uh, let's take this one from Matt and then we'll, we'll move on to talk about the Bruno Gimaraes stuff. He says, Harry, why did we bid 40 million for Locatelli? I think that was, you know, on the basis that Granit Xhaka was going. As I say, I don't think for a second that the club thought maybe prior to the last few weeks when this Roma deal just doesn't seem to be moving, um, that they would be keeping hold of Granit Xhaka. I think there was an acceptance and an a willingness on all sides to get this deal done. However, Arsenal, for me, can't be bullied by the likes of Roma, who don't have a pot to piss in at the moment. So I'm I'm glad that the club have put their foot down. And the Locatelli thing was, as I say, Matt, I think with a view to replacing Granit Xhaka. But we talk about bidding £40 million for Locatelli. If Arsenal get their asking price for Xhaka, they're essentially only having to top that up by half. They're only having to pay £20 million, uh, out of their own pockets for a player that I believe is an upgrade. But if you're searching around and you're not finding players that you believe to be an upgrade for a reasonable amount of money, and you're not even able to get the 20 million in for Granite Xhaka, then while I probably think that it's the wrong decision or, or, you know, a decision that I understand why people are upset about, at least 
it's one I can understand. Um, it's one I can understand. Let me just take one last comment uh, from Melesi, who says, speaking, I don't mind Xhaka, the guy's solid. Our problem is lack of substantive attacking midfield. Then, much as we love Saka and Pepe, they sometimes lack cutting edge. Right, so we've discussed the Granite Xhaka thing to death, and I'm sure it's a thing that's going to come up over the next few days as what that develops and that story moves forward. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, please do hit the like button on the video. It really does help. Let me just check out where we are at the moment on YouTube alone. We've currently got 348 of you uh, watching us live, but we've only got 60 likes. We should easily be able to get that up to 150. There's enough of you in the chat. So please, please do so. Also, if you haven't done so already, click on the link in the description uh, for the FCA's, the Football Content Awards. As I say, we weren't going to do anything around this, uh, but lots of you have been voting for us. I've been seeing the votes come up on Twitter, which is fantastic. So if you'd like to vote for the Chronicles of Aguna in the Best Club Creator category uh, at this year's Football Content Awards, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. Scroll down to the Best Club Creator category, type in the Chronicles of Aguna, scroll down again and submit your vote. You don't have to fill in the whole page. You don't have to go through every single category. You can literally just vote for us. Alternatively, if you prefer to do it on Twitter, you can tweet the following. I am voting for at Chronicles underscore AFC in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. You'll see that rolling across the bottom of your screen for the remainder of the show. If you wish to do so, it is very much appreciated and uh, we'd love to have your vote. Right. Let's talk uh, a little bit about Bruno Gimaraish, the Leon midfielder who is being heavily linked with a move to Arsenal. Now, uh, let's profile the player a little bit for those of you who maybe don't know a great deal about him. As I say, I've done some uh, research uh, in order to not completely learn who Bruno Gimaraish is because I was aware of him. Arsenal have been interested in him in the past, supposedly. It's alleged that actually Arsenal were looking at him back in January 2020, that scouts were sent to watch him in action. So this is not a new link, but it's one that's picked up pace again. And Arsenal, of course, are said to be considering Bruno Gimaraes or were said to be considering Bruno Gimaraes as an alternative to Manuel Locatelli, who we've just discussed. Locatelli seemingly is Juve bound now. Now, of course, the Leon midfielder Gimaraes is currently at the Olympic Games with Brazil. He's just 23 years old, which fits perfectly with what we've been talking about, about how we want the right age of player, the right profile of player. He's a central midfielder, but he's also a defensive midfielder. He's capable of playing either of the two roles. Uh, he's also had a few games for Leon at centre-back as kind of like emergency cover, which gives you a bit of an indication as to how good his kind of defensive instincts are. Um, he made 33 appearances for Leon in the 2020-21 season, scored three goals and provided one assist. He's only got the one senior cap for Brazil so far, but he's somebody expected to go on and pick up many more. Um, as I say, Arsenal were looking at the player back at the beginning of 2020, so he is um, he is somebody that there's been a long-standing interest in. What is he like in terms of a player? He provides the defensive solidarity that I think Mikel Arteta is looking for in that position, but also possesses the ability to dictate play and really set the tempo uh, of games. And that's what uh, Mikel Arteta, I believe, is looking for. He really does tick a lot of the right boxes. He averages 8.6 progressive carries and 2.62 shot-creating actions 
per 90 minutes. So there's 8.6 progressive carries. That means carrying the ball forward into different positions. And he's created 2.62 shot creating actions. That's what the statistics called um, in, in 90 minutes. Now to compare that to Granite Xhaka, to give you an indication, Granite Xhaka does 5.78 progressive carries per game. So it's nearly, th well, it's basically three less than what Bruno Gimaraes averages. And he creates 1.47 shot creating uh, action. So it, he's significantly better than Granit Xhaka in those two areas in terms of progressing the ball forward, whether that be by carrying it or by passing it into areas from which shots uh, can be taken. Also gets stuck into challenges. He's not afraid to get... Uh, you know, to get involved in that side of the game, which in theory suits the Premier League, doesn't it? Uh, very, very press resistant is Bruno Gimaraes. Uh, plays passes under pressure. And that's another stat in which he's really, really strong on. So he's averaging 12.27 passes under pressure per game. And that will be key, won't it, with the way that Mikel Arteta wants Arsenal to play and wants his deeper line midfielder to receive the ball from the back four. Now, if you compare that to the highest scorer in that particular area last season, that was Thomas Partey. He played an average of 9.24 passes from pressured positions per game. So that's three less than what uh, Bruno Gimaraes is currently doing. Leon need the money. They desperately need the money. We know that. Um, it's why we've been so heavily linked with Hussein Mawar again as well over the course of this summer. And interestingly, Bruno Gimaraes has previously spoken of his desire to play in the Premier League. So you feel like this is one that's doable if Arsenal really want to do it. And I was convinced that this might be a serious thing until these Granite Xhaka stories came out uh, this morning. So as I say, being caught a little bit off guard this morning in terms of our preparation. But that's the wonderful thing about the transfer window, right? And about football. Uh, you never know what's just around the corner. According to Transfer Marked, Bruno Gimaraes is valued at £27 million. But it's understood that Leon would be looking for around about €30 million, uh, Euros, which is pretty much uh, about the same amount. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if anything comes of this one. But there we go. Um, that's the latest on uh, Granite Xhaka. That's the latest on Bruno Gimaraes. Uh, get your likes in. Make sure you do it. In fact, we're going to check in where we are once again. Don't forget to vote for us in the FCAs. If you haven't already done so, check out manscaped.com as well. Let's have a look. We've got 97 likes on the board. Come on, let's get over the 100 mark and then let's head towards the 150 mark. Also, if you're new, subscribe because uh, we are heading towards 15,000 subscribers on YouTube alone and we'd love to get there as soon as possible. I am going to leave it there for this edition of the podcast, but we will be back for our YouTube viewers with a live stream again at 4.30 p.m. Uh, so we'll be... Um, Talking about some other stories, we'll be talking about Daniel Ek, uh, who has uh, spoken out or sources close to him have spoken out again with regards to his interest in Arsenal Football Club and why he's got hope of uh, getting the Cronkies out of the building and moving himself in. Uh, so we've got that to discuss a little bit later on. We'll be talking about a few other bits and pieces too, and we'll be spending more time in that one on some of your questions. So have a good think, get those questions loaded. And if you are a podcast listener uh, that episode will be available shortly after its conclusion on all major podcasters i'll catch you all very soon until next time take care and stay safe ciao
You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. 